Welcome to the Fantasy Football Rat Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony, with my co-host, Austin, returning for tonight's show. Austin, how we doing? I feel like a skeleton, man. I'm coming back from the dead. I haven't been on this show in forever. It has been a while, for sure. We're going to get right into some breaking news here. We got Case Keenum to the Washington Redskins. Austin, our resident Redskins guy. Go ahead, take this one away. <laughs> I like the introduction. It's, yeah. it's hard to be a fan of this team when you trade for a bag of chips like Case Keenum. Um, it is a steal of a trade, though. Uh, so the, the details of the trade are Washington receives the 2020 seventh-round pick from the Broncos and Case Keenum. In return, they're sending a 2020 sixth-round pick to Denver. But the other part of this trade is that Denver also restructured Case Keenum's contract before sending him and will only be responsible for $3.5 million of his $7 million in guaranteed money. Wow. So in other words, the Skins are only paying $3.5 million for Case Keenum this year. That's not a bad deal. The Broncos paid to send Case Keenum to Washington. John Elway has CTE. I just want to... I just want to let it be known. I just don't think he can get the quarterback he wants. I Which think, is incredible because he was so good at the position. I think that might be the problem. sucks evaluating the position. I think that might be the problem, though, is that he was so good at the position that he wants to see the best in everybody instead of like being a realist and going, okay, well, this guy definitely is a sixth-round draft pick, and that's he, where he should be. He's on the hot seat. No, LA. I don't. He has to be I don't this think so. If I, it's a bad year this year. I don't think so. He inherited really? a team that was destined for cap trouble. He inherited a team that was aging. He inherited a team that really had no quarterback when he got it. So it's not like him not having a quarterback already is a problem. They've been functioning that way for the last, what, seven years? Since Peyton? Before Peyton. They well, didn't right. have a quarterback before Peyton. Well, you, they, they haven't had a quarterback since the Jake Plummer years. Wow. Name drop. Yeah. I mean, that's the last time they had a quarterback who you'd look at and go, oh, that's an AFC contender. Right. So I I, I like the trade for Washington. Um, they desperately needed a quarterback for reasons obvious to everybody who's watched football in the past year. Yep. Um, and they didn't give up anything for him. And not only that, but they're not paying anything for him. He's going to count $3.5 million against the cap, which for a team that only had $18.75 million going into the season, that's a great way to get a roster fill. Um, if he's Case Keenum from the Vikings, right. he's going to do well. Yeah. And it's a similar system. Uh, you know, it's a similar system in Washington, West Coast offense. Let's play it. Let's run it. Let's see what he can do. More news. Antonio Brown is possibly, very likely, going to the Raiders. Yeah, and the, and the Steelers made no qualms about it. They said, listen, get your offers in. This deal's done on Friday. Okay. Um, so they put a deadline on it. They said that they're pretty much going to make the decision on Friday. So I think the uh, the idea of a trade happening is not only real, but it's a guarantee. And the Raiders have emerged as the favorites, and we can all see why. I mean, they have such a stockpile of first-round picks. It's almost like they're the United States and Russia going toe-to-toe with nukes in the 80s. <laughs> so this will come out Thursday night. So let's break some news. Antonio Brown has been traded to... The Oakland Raiders! Okay. 
Raider Nation can be happy again. They're getting their uh, their replacement for Amari Cooper in the form of a much better wide receiver. Much. And I don't think it's going to come at a high price tag like most people think. A lot of people are out there suggesting that it's going to be a first and a second. I don't believe that. They'll it, still have two first-round picks. They have three, I believe. Well, if, if this trade goes through. I don't think it's going to be a first-round pick. Oh, that's my opinion is it's not going to be a first round pick. Antonio Brown's been way too vocal about wanting out on the team and okay. teams aren't dumb. They're not going to go, okay, well you have cancer on your team. We're going to give you a first round pick and get that right. cancer back. They're going to go, okay, this guy's a cancer on your team. You're desperate to get rid of him. We'll give you a second and maybe we'll help you out cap wise. Right. And that's about it. They're going to get a second round pick for Antonio Brown. They might get a compensatory pick. So they'll get like a okay. second and like a fifth or sixth round pick, but I don't see his value being much higher. All things being considered, I know it's Antonio Brown, but he is still in his 10th season in the NFL, going into his 10th season Doesn't in the Doesn't seem NFL. like it. Doesn't, but he is a 10-year vet in the NFL. So the value there has to be a little more realistic. How many more years does Antonio Brown truly have? Right. We watch Calvin Johnson walk away at eight years. How mm. many years is Antonio Brown going to be there, especially being as vocal as he is about not really caring if he plays football anymore? That, that didn't help his stock, for it's, sure. It, he didn't really need to worry about his stock. He's well, on a contract. Yeah, I, he can live out the life of his contract even if the Steelers have to muddle through with his attitude, right? And he'd still be set. I mean, his see his career is pretty much over at the end of this current contract, anyways. Unless right. he wants to be like Nate Burleson and add another six years to his career by going to like random slot teams receiver on deals as a right. slot. <laughs> yeah, and he's got the size for it. He's five ten. Jason Wynn was so bad at broadcasting. Oh man, we're gonna pull a rabbit out of our head on this one, aren't we? That he unretired. He unretired because he couldn't speak well into a mic, and he didn't know what to do with his hands. He was like Christopher Walken, but worse. He was bad. I don't want to stand. As someone who's normally bad on a mic, and we do this weekly show, he was bad. Do you think he was like the exact opposite of Tony Romo? Because he's a savant. Like, he can... Right. He knows what's going on as it's going. Like, if Tony Romo doesn't become a coordinator before the end of his lifespan, I'd be amazed because that guy can read an offense and a defense. I think I don't think Jason Witten is dumb because he had a good makes career. one of us. Yeah, I I just think some people aren't made to speak into a microphone uh, live as well. I. I find that hard to believe. You played the position. You played in the NFL. You are very well versed at being in front of a microphone for what was a 16-year career, 15-year career. Now right. going back for 16. You've but I feel been like practiced. You have to know the game of that. Yeah, you've that been point. practiced. You can't. You can't give him any kind of credit because he's been in front of a microphone and in front of the media for the last 15 years of his life. That's it. You're not wrong. He's been there for 15 years in his life. He's been an NFL player first and the face of a franchise second. Because if you really think about it, who was the face of that franchise? Was it Tony Romo? Yes. Mildly. But who's the second person you think of on the Cowboys in the past 10 years? Jason Witten. Exactly. No. You don't even, like, Zeke didn't even come to your brain just then. It was Jason Witten. Last 10 years. Of the last 10 years, yeah. Romo, Witten... And crying T.O. Yeah, exactly. That's, That's my the Dallas Cowboys. That's my, my quarterback. quarterback. <laughs> uh, speaking of quarterbacks, my That's... team is potentially very highly mm, probably. Adam Schefter seems to believe it's not potentially highly probably. It's like a guaranteed thing. We're, we're getting a quarterback. Yep. You're getting, um, a, you're getting a backup. I'm getting a Super Bowl champion quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, 
Stat check for you. Last quarterback who played as a backup and won an NFL Super Bowl and then changed teams the in the following one or two years after. Brad Johnson. No. <laughs> he wasn't a backup. He was a starter for that team. The last backup quarterback to sign a contract with another team after winning a Super Bowl was the Washington Redskins' Doug Williams, who signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after leaving Washington and winning the 1983 Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He also set a record for most touchdowns thrown in a Super Bowl, which okay. still holds today. With how many? Six against the Broncos. That'll do. That'll yeah. do. They won 42-17 to 17 or something like that. I know. I'd have to look back. I know they scored 42 points. Uh, are we are we missing any breaking news we want to um, talk about? I mean, the only thing I really want to talk about is, is that since the Redskins did trade for Case Keenum, what does that say about for Josh Rosen? You're talking about a guy who was on the hot seat and who the Cardinals really wanted to push out the door. Right. So what does that mean? Where do the Cardinals sit in the draft? Well, you you had a take on this, and I'm going to give you your, your moment to voice it because – all reports that I've seen are that the Cardinals are taking Kyler Murray. But by not trading Josh Rosen for said bag of potato chips, are they willing to stick with Josh Rosen? I think they are. Um, I think if they wanted to move on from Josh Rosen, they had the open opportunity to do so in the offseason this year. Now, there's no real purpose for keeping him as a backup quarterback. He's proven that you know he can be a starter in this league. He hasn't had the best season, but he also had no offensive line. He had a 19-year-old veteran in Larry Fitzgerald as his best wide receiver. His running game disappeared because of the offensive line, and his defense was suspect at best. Don't so the, disrespect Larry Fitz. I, I don't disrespect Larry Fitz, but don't, we have to be realistic. He is, he's like an 18-year veteran in the NFL. He's old. I'm happy that he is coming back to try to end on a, a higher note. And that might be another reason why you could see Josh Rosen staying. Because Larry Fitz, you really wouldn't need him to stay for Kyler Murray. You would want to honestly... Honestly, if you're going to draft Kyler Murray, you want to move Larry Fitz on so that Larry Fitz can just you know get out of the way and let the younger guys go. So that Kyler can develop a rotation with them. But... Keeping Fitzgerald for another season or convincing him to come out of retirement for another season tells me that they want him to train Rosen to be better with his wide receivers, and they believe in him. Honestly, I think the first overall pick is going to be either Jonah Williams, the offensive tackle from Alabama, or Nick Bosa, the defensive end from Ohio State. It depends on what side of the ball Arizona feels like they need to address, and I think their offensive line is more important than their defense at this point because they do have a decent defense if things are running well offensively. Right. So Jonah Williams is the number one offensive tackle coming out of college, Alabama guy. He's been guarding Tua Tagovailoa and Jalen Hurts for the last two years. He's a solid player. Um, you're talking about a guy who's like six foot six, you know, three ten, whatever he is. Um, and he's proven that he is the best offensive tackle in the entire draft. If you watch any film of this guy, offensive linemen aren't pretty. We know that. Mm-hmm. We watch the running backs, the wide receivers, the quarterback, the defensive backs, the linebackers. We yes. watch those guys. The Flash. The Flash. But we don't watch guys like Jonah Williams. But if you want to talk about the best player in the NFL draft right now, the best player available in this draft based on their play and based on their performance in the combine is Jonah Williams, the offensive tackle from Alabama. And he's going to play left tackle for them. He'll replace Jared Valdir, and Jared Valdir will either leave the Cardinals or he'll move. So this will be a great way to bring up both Tyler's team and my team. Right now, Jonah Williams is going 13th to the Dolphins in the latest no-free-ads mock draft. The Jaguars 
are selecting Jawan Taylor at seven. That would be the other option at offensive tackle. And it's weird that Jawan Taylor would go before Jonah Williams because I think Jonah is the best tackle in the game. And he, and the worst part about like watching this is that you see um, comparatively, Jonah Williams plays in a much more professional associated division in college football, the SEC. Which is another reason why I don't believe in Kyler Murray. So does Jawan Taylor. Jawan Taylor plays for Florida, who right. doesn't really play a true F- SEC schedule. Oh, don't don't do that to my Gators. They don't play a true SEC schedule. It's we were talking good. about them playing. They um, play Kentucky. They were talking about them playing UCF this year on a one-on-one basis. Not right. not Alabama playing Ohio State on a one-on-one basis. UCF is a two-time national champion. Have some respect. In their own minds, yes, they are. Have some respect. In their own minds. UCF. So undefeated until they played LSU, who's the third best team in the SEC this year. I can't believe Kentucky has a football program. But anyway, <laughs> um, let's get to Coach good the college same way programs. As basketball program. Speaking of the draft and absolute monsters, I assume you've seen uh, the Avenger DK Metcalf. Yes, and actually, we were going to talk about this a little bit. Who I think DK Metcalf is going to go to. Hmm. And my opinion on that matter was that if the Jags are high enough in the draft, which you just pointed out, where are they? Seven. I think seventh. Um, so Metcalf is, I think, projected at nine overall right to now. The Bills, which, to the Bills, which I will – Kamish, I will buy a Metcalf jersey if he goes to the Bills. I would buy a Metcalf jersey myself if he goes to the Bills. This guy is like – the guy's like the next Megatron. He's an Avenger. He's the next Megatron. I – He's uh, he's built like Megatron. He's fast like Megatron. He jumps out of the gym like Megatron. The guy has hands that are so sure that you could let a baby drop from the 19th story and know that it's going to be caught if DK's at the bottom. You, this guy is a monster of a human being. And a lot of pro football focus and NFL.com, whatever, they have him as the fifth overall best player in the draft. So, actually, going off your last point of the Cardinals sticking with Rosen... Why wouldn't they give a reach to Metcalf at one or trade down? What's more important, protecting your franchise quarterback or giving him a weapon to throw to? Protecting him. Okay. But he has zero weapons. Jonah Williams. He has a weapon in the backfield. Or trade down. He has David Johnson. Right, but he has Larry Fitz and David Johnson. And Ricky Seals-Jones. If you have a good running game and a good offensive line to guard it, the passing game opens up. Look at the Cowboys. They didn't have a good passing game. But Dak Prescott made it work, and they were a winning franchise, even though their best quarter, their best wide receiver was Cole Beasley for a while there. They were making Very it work. True. So you don't need to have that all-knowing, all-potent weapon at wide receiver if you have a solid offensive line to keep that quarterback in the pocket safe for a more than five seconds. And Jonah Williams or Jawan Taylor, you could go either direction, but I do believe in, in Jonah Williams a lot more than I believe in Jawan Taylor. I think the amount of competition Jonah's faced is a lot greater than the amount of competition that Jawan Taylor's faced. Okay. So, I mean, it, you, you figure Florida didn't play Clemson this year. Alabama did. Right. Jonah Williams did have to play against, um, you know, Dexter and, and you know, all these guys like crazy coming – Clellan Williams um, – you know, they, they, Clown Farrell, sorry. And then you, you had a lot of guys at Clemson that were just monsters. Christian Wilkins. Um, you know, there's there was plenty of room there for Jonah Williams to be tested. And he okay. passed that test this year. Well, speaking of tested and monsters, no free ads has Nick Bosa going two to the Niners. 
I believe that. I would buy that 100%. So if I if you follow along with my theory, my theory is that Arizona goes to protect their quarterback rather than um, bolster the defensive end. Okay. Well, what team next would need a big-time bolster to their defense? I have no idea who plays for the Niners' defense, if I'm being completely honest. Richard Sherman? That's right. Yep. Richard but. Sherman. They have a very young defensive core. Their their offensive line is very young. Their defensive line is very young. Um, no they took the kid from Stanford a couple. Of, they took the kid from Stanford two years ago in the first round, and he's been playing well. Um, I think they need that flash player, and Nick Bosa would be that flash player on defense. And I think he brings a lot of he brings a lot of life and energy to the teams. My only concern with Nick Bosa is he did have a devastating injury to end his season at Ohio State. I mean, he tore a bunch of ligaments, and he w- he didn't even play the rest of the year. And I think that's one of the reasons why Ohio State just dropped off the face of the earth after the Penn State game. Okay, so. I don't know what Bosa's timetable is as far as return. I don't know if he's going to be ready by spring training. He probably will be because he got injured early enough in the college season that he could have just sat out and relaxed and nursed his injuries, got his surgeries done, all that stuff. But my opinion is that I would I would still take Bosa number two. I think his skills on the playing field um, outweigh the risk that you would face if he is still cons- going to be considered injury prone. I see him like Jadavian Clowney. Okay. I see him a lot like Jadavian Clowney. A lot of Who, people worried about Clowney. Talking because, about sitting out. Because he injured himself and he sat out the entire rookie season with the Texans. Um, you know, I look at him now, getting franchise tag because the team doesn't want to get rid of him and they don't know how to offer a contract out Well, him. now he's talking about sitting out again. What do you mean? Like he's talking about pulling a left bell. Who, Clowney? There was, there was rumors. Yeah, I doubt that. He's a defensive end who also missed his entire rookie season to an injury. So I think somebody somebody's going to be in his ear and be like, listen, your agent's an idiot. You did sit out an entire rookie season injured. So just sign the tag and play and prove that you're worth it. So you still have Kyler Murray on the board, correct? I have him on the board, but... No, so no free ads has Quentin Williams defensive tackle going to the Jets, which makes sense. They yep. just got their quarterback. They're going to you know, see what he has. Yep. I get that. Number four, the Raiders, no free ads, Josh Allen. Defensive end. Yes. Out K- of Kentucky. Kentucky? Sorry, Kentucky. I still don't get it. So, He's a very good edge rusher. He's a tall build. He's a lot like Khalil Mack with the speed rush edge. Um, I find that ironic that we're drafting a edge rusher. After he's we just... not. So the only difference between him and Khalil Mack is that Khalil Mack was very poor in um, um, coverage. Okay. Josh Allen is not. He is a guy that can drop back into the cover two, cover three, and play the flat and play the slot very well. Um, so that might be the edge he has on um, – Khalil Mack. He might not mm-hmm. be the same edge rusher that Khalil Mack is. He has the same style. He's okay. a speed rusher that comes off the edge and tries to just bull rush by somebody real quick to get to the quarterback. I don't think he has the same skills that uh, Khalil Mack does, right. but I think he's better in coverage, and I think that's what Gruden wants. I think Gruden is going to try and shift away from the 3-4 system because he's been notorious for shifting away from the 3-4 system. Mm-hmm. He did it with Tampa Bay. He did it with several teams that he's been with in his career. Right. So... I think you're going to see Josh Allen go to the Raiders. I think that's a fair pick. I mostly agree with the top ten so far. So, five. Montez Sweat, I assume, or am I disrespecting? Nope, that's okay. right. Montez Sweat, Mississippi so, State edge rusher. Why wouldn't the Bucks take Murray at five? Um, with Jameis on a prove-it-or-gone type deal. Because he's the same quarterback as Jameis is. 
just smaller. Okay. Well, so if James a quarterback. So if James, they might take a quarterback, but I don't think that their need is quarterback. I think okay. James can get it done. I don't think he is the superstar quarterback that everybody thinks he that 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 at least that franchise thinks he is. Um, they're going to get rid of Fitzpatrick. He's going to be gone. Mm-hmm. He's going to go find another team to play his 900th NFL season. We, we called it last episode. Dolphins. They're going to offer him 20 million. It's going to be the most Miami Dolphins thing of all time. That sounds 100 percent accurate. Breaking news. 100 percent accurate. Um. I don't know. I don't know where Jacksonville's going because they need a lot of work everywhere. Um, their wide receiver core is aging. They're, no, they're they're young. Mm, Westbrook's young. Deshaun Cole's Jackson. Young. Oh, you said Jacksonville. Yeah, Jack. Oh, I mean, uh, I meant Tampa Bay. Yeah. I don't know where Tampa Bay is going with their draft. They have an older receiver core. They have an old defense, or at least a defense that has no real skill positions that you can point out and go, "Wow, that guy from Tampa Bay is great on defense." Right. You know what I mean? Gone are the days of the old John Lynch, Warren Sapp, mm, and good times. Oh man, that was a that was a defense to be afraid of. So first QB off the board is Dwayne Haskins, six at uh, to the Giants. False. Okay. First of all, the best quarterback in this entire draft isn't even in the top ten of most people's draft projections. The best quarterback in this draft, if you're at all a fan of football. Uh, at all, somebody who watches football should be Drew Locke, the, wait, wire, the quarterback from Mississippi. Aren't you tampering right now? Because no free has him, has him going to your Redskins at 15. I would love to see the Redskins pick Drew Locke at number 15 overall in the draft. But if he falls out of the top 10, the NFL is very poor at judging talent. Okay. Very poor. You're passionate I'm about it. I'm very passionate about this. I've watched Kyler Murray play. Everybody wants to compare him to Russell Wilson. But what's the difference between Kyler Murray and Drew Locke? I'll give you a hint. Tell what, me. What conference do they play in? Tell me. Kyler Murray plays in the Big 12, home of absolutely no defense whatsoever. Score as many points as you possibly can and bury your team before the half so that you can go put your second-string players in. Okay, that's the Big 12. The Big 12 does not play defense whatsoever. So it's great. He was a Heisman Trophy winner in the Big 12. So was Johnny Menzel. How'd wow. that work out? Tim Tebow. How'd that work out? SEC. You get it. SEC players are much more reliable. And Drew Locke plays for Mississippi. Okay. Who is a much more reliable team. He's been a much more power quarterback. He's got that strong arm style. That's why I said the Broncos might even look at him because he's got the John Elway prototype arm. He's a strong arm quarterback with high amounts of accuracy. So Drew Locke is something you're someone you're passionate about. Oh, if if he's not the if he's he's not the best player in the draft. Obviously, you have guys like Bosa, Metcalf, Jonah Williams, but he's the best quarterback in that entire NFL draft. Well, let me tell you about something I'm passionate about. Dressing nice. Dressing nice is something I'm very passionate about. And I know in your line of work, dressing nice is just as important. Yeah, I mean, I work as a finance manager for a car dealership, so that makes sense. And what's the first thing people notice on you? Oh, the way you look immediately. Especially your tie game, right? Uh, Well, tie game, suit game, how you dress more than anything else. Have you ever heard of tie knot men's apparel? I have not. Tell me more. Tie knot men's apparel, a one-stop shop for all men's apparel and accessories. Featuring custom design suits, tie and bow tie sets, pocket squares, cuff links, dress socks, and more. TieKnotMensApparel.com. Why not tie knot? Now, I've seen some of their product. And so it's absolutely incredible. So it is a... Go ahead. My question is, it, I'm big on colors. I like to uh-huh. wear a lot of vibrant stuff. Do they have a lot of vibrant apparel that really kind of gives you a personality when you wear it? 
I got something perfect for you. The Ocean Wave tie set. It is the elegant blends of blue that will just absolutely pop in no matter what color shirt you're wearing. And the Iceberg for a little more formal black tie type of event. Absolute classy. The, the pocket square is just great. It's absolutely great looking. These suits fit fantastically. It's nothing like walking into a department store and getting a loose-fitting suit and some tie that grandma wouldn't even applaud. It's outdated. It's wrong. What you need to do next time you're looking for a great-looking suit, a great-looking tie, bow tie, maybe your sock game needs to step up. Dude, my sock game is strong. I don't know about that. I don't, have you seen these socks? I have not. You should go to tieknotmensapparel.com because why not tie knot? And just for this podcast, listeners get an extra 10% off. Wait, do I count? Absolutely. Oh, I'm in there. Enter promo code podcast at checkout for 10 additional 10% off. So everything right now at tieknotmensapparel.com is 30% off with promo code podcast. Nice. And that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, podcast. Perfect. Nailed it. So I'm glad I got to get that off my chest about tie knot. It's absolutely excellent. Might have to get some of them ties on my chest. Some of the draft picks should check out tie knot. I'm sure they have. All right, so let's wrap up the show here. I'm in. Okay, I'm going to give you some free agents here. You're going to tell me where you think they go. Okay. We'll call it breaking news. Okay. Lev Bell. Ah, ooh, that's a tough one. Um, there's not a lot of teams that have the real cap space that he's going to command, but there's been a lot of rumors coming out that the cap space is less important to him now. It's more so about proving a point with the Steelers. Okay. Um, there's a potential that he could end up with Philadelphia, and I know Philly fans have been adamant that this is like, oh, we're going to get the greatest running back, ah, blah, 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 blah. But it kind of fits the motif. Philly's not notorious for spending money on running backs. In fact, that's the one position they usually spend the little, the fewest amount of money on other than linebacker, interior linebacker. Okay. Um, I could see Philadelphia making a push and getting Le'Veon Bell. They've just got done restructuring contracts for a few people. Um, they redid Jason Kelsey's. They made him the highest paid center in the league. They get rid of Nick Foles, who's owed a lot of money this year if they would have tagged him. Um, they restructured Brandon Graham's contract and added a three-year extension to him. I think they're making moves to put themselves in a position to add some players that can put some firepower on the team, and I think they do away with JGI. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they resign him for sure. Fair point. Um, so Lev Bell to Philadelphia. Okay, Earl Thomas. Boy, I love this one. I don't think Earl's done yet. Okay, everybody counts him out. Uh, old guy, broken legs, done for the year. The, the whole issue with the Seahawks and the discrepancy with them about how they didn't want to sign him to a long-term extension and he didn't want to play for them without a long-term extension. Right. But unlike Richard Sherman, played out his time. And when he played out his time, he paid the price for it. Broke right. his leg. Yeah. So he kind of proved the point in the NFL, like, players deserve this. And I think the only team that really needs a safety, a, a veteran safety, that could maybe he's lost a step or two in his years but could still perform in a high degree, mm-hmm. I see the Dallas Cowboys adding him. Really? And I think that's been the favorite for for Earl Thomas so far. I know that's the team that's had the most chatter around him, but that makes a lot of sense. It's a very young defense. Um, you know, Cheetah Bay Awuzier at cornerback could learn a lot from Earl Thomas right. in, in Dallas. And it's really funny because I've picked two great players in the NFL and I've put them in division rival teams compared to who I, you know, put my allegiance with. Right. But 
I honestly think that's the way that free agency is going right now, and I think that's the those are the two teams that stand out in my mind as favorites for those two players. Okay. Last one's a little bit of a personal favorite. Teddy Bridgewater. We love Teddy B here Absolutely. on the show. Uh, we think he is a very underrated player. Amen. Um, Buffalo Bills. Okay. A uh, team that desperately needs a quarterback, like a hole in the head. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is notorious for going, uh, at this point in his career, he's notorious for going to a team and being upstaged by a younger quarterback who can sling it. Um, not necessarily what happened in Minnesota, but he did get upstaged by Case Keenum after he injured himself. And Sam so, Bradford. And Sam Bradford. Um, but then he went to the Saints, got upstaged by Taysom Hill and by... Um, Obviously Drew Brees. Drew Brees. So when you go to Buffalo, you have Josh Allen standing in your way. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen's also, you know, a guy who we can honestly say that going into the season, he's still kind of a rookie. Yeah. So he hasn't done much to impress. Well, he hasn't played much to impress. Right. So I think you could see Teddy Bridgewater going to Buffalo okay. and mentoring Josh Allen if he doesn't start. Okay. And I think that he's going to be that next guy, similar to a Chad Henney, similar to a Colt McCoy, oh who for the rest of his career, he was given that shot to start and didn't really shine bright enough. And now he's just going to bounce team to team. Well, I'll give you one more. Fire. Speaking of bouncing team to team. Ndamukong Su. Donkey Kong Su. Mm. I'm a big fan of Ndamukong Su as long as it's not on a professional football field. Mm. He true. is one of the dirtiest players ever in uh, NFL history. I don't know. It depends on what he's going to command. What What's he going to ask for um, in free agency? Could the Rams re-sign him and bring him back? Yes, they could. Um, will they? Probably not. I think uh, Sue's price tag is going to be somewhere in the ballpark of 75 to $10 million. Okay. And he may want a multi-year deal. He may be okay with a one-on-one. Um, right. I look at him a lot like Terrence Knighton a few years ago. Pot roast. Okay, remember right, that guy? Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's that guy who I think is going to have to shift much more to an interior line position, and he's going to be known more as a run stuffer than he is as what he used to be. That that bull rush defensive tackle. Who quarterback got, killer. Yeah, the quarterback killer. The guy that that offensive lines feared. Uh, he's old. He's losing his steps. Um, you want to say that to his face? Uh, no, not a chance. <laughs> But he's old and he's losing his steps uh, unless they're on other players while they're already down on the field wow. after the play. Wow. Um, I could see him going to Los Angeles again on a on like a discount like show me deal. Okay. But honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Detroit brought him back. Really? The, what do they have to lose? And True. what is and, and they're the only team that I think would be willing to give him the money because they don't really owe anybody any money. Um, and there's not really anybody out there in free agency that they would be in the market for attacking for. Okay. And they need help at, at the D-line. So well, what about the the Eagles have been rumored to be shopping Michael Bennett? Yeah, they're shopping Bennett, but Bennett's not going anywhere anytime soon. Okay. I think the issue with the Eagles is that Bennett doesn't want to play D-tackle. That's, what he's, okay. that's what's been voiced. He, doesn't want to, he wants to play defensive end. He doesn't want to play that defense. That the Eagles have, where everybody plays everything. Right. You know, they had Brandon Graham play D tackle. They've had, um, they've had all kinds of. They've had linebackers play D tackle. They've had everybody come in and play every position on that defense. And Bennett doesn't want to be a part of that rotation. Does he get traded? Probably. Okay. Will they replace him with another D tackle? No, they don't have the money. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Anything you want to touch on before we get out of here? No, man. It's been a pleasure. I miss this so much. I love being a part of this podcast, and I appreciate you bringing me back on this week. Well, we appreciate you stopping by again and hopefully getting you back in rotation. Uh, now we're going to go to a conversation I had with Hunter Roach earlier today. It was a lot of fun. As always, we're going to check in with the Carolina Cowboys. And next week, we're going to have some big news. 
Big news for the Cowboys faithful. So tune in to this interview. I think you're going to love this conversation we had. And be prepared for next week. Big things coming. This has been the Fantasy Football Rap Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Have a good night.